0: Hey everybody, it's Leticia, and welcome back to Two Shots and Talk. This is episode 14, dang, it's 14, and it's entitled, What I Learned from Failure. So before we get into it, let's take these shots and talk. Cheers! You are tuned into the Two
1: Shots and Talk Podcast. podcast.
0: All right. Like I said, this is episode 14 of Two Shots and Talk. And I know that all of my guests are super special on the show, but uh, today's guest is a little bit more special. I don't even know if that's a real word or if that's appropriate English, <laughs> um, but we've been friends for almost over 10 years. And he's currently doing some amazing things in his life, and I feel like he was the perfect person for this topic for a number of reasons. But before we get into that, I'll let him introduce himself. So, Archie, tell the people who you are, what you do, how they can reach you.
1: Hey, how you doing? My name is Archie Clay III. Uh, I am the co-founder of Wear Browns, so which is a luxury to headline hatline company. Of course, you can reach me on Instagram at Archie Clay Um Our business... Archie Page is Brims, Facebook, uh, Brims, and Twitter, uh, Brims website
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for that. And so like I mentioned earlier in the introduction, today's episode is entitled What I Learned from Failure. And like I said, Archie and I have been friends for a really long time, so we've seen each other at some really high places and some really low places. And I know that we live in a generation where all of our highlights and all of the great moments in our lives, those are things that are broadcasted. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but a lot of times we don't see the behind the scenes, you know, the sweat, the tears, the moments where we fail. And I think it's really important that we talk about that, too, because it's all a part of the process. And so the uh, good thing about Archie is he failed a whole bunch of times. <laughs> and, um, I mean, we all have, but not, and not, you know what, I don't even want to, like, there's a negative connotation associated with the word failure. And like I mentioned, it is just a part of the process, and so it's more like a learning obstacle. So he's experienced numerous learning obstacles in his, you know, 20-some-odd years of life. And so I thought it would be great to have him on his stage just to talk about the things that he's learned from failing, whether it be relationships, career, life, whatever the case may be. And then I also shed some light on places that I failed and things that I've learned. Um I think that we're taught from a young age that failing is a bad thing or that it's something to fear. Um, mm-hmm. I know kids so many times when they were in high school like, Oh, what's your greatest, you know, fear? And they always say failure. And I'm just Imagining people, like, associating all their their dreams and all of their big accomplishments to success and then no failure whatsoever. But I think sometimes you have to ask your question, like, what's the worst thing that can happen if you fail? I agree. <laughs> I, I, I mean, when you do things in life, it's everything is 50-50. It's either going to be yes or no. It's either going to work or it's not going to work, and you're, you're going to pick up the pieces, and you're going to find something else to do. I think that failure is one of life's greatest teachers, and I think it's also the universe's way of kind of like chipping away at excess and stripping down our egos and the kinds of molds, and, and it shapes us. And so, um, like I said, we live in this generation where we're fed so many images of success that we often Forget to embrace the failing side of it. So today mm-hmm. that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna embrace the failing side of it. Embrace so failure. Yes <laughs> if you watch or if you listen to Two Shots and Talk, you know how this goes. You have a what do you think segment. So either I'm gonna have um A quote or some kind of question, and I'm going to ask you what you think about it, Archie. So the first quote that I have is, when we think about failure, we think of things in a negative light. We say that failure is painful and that it causes emotional turmoil and upset, and it inflicts agonizing pain of guilt, regret, and remorse. But for those who have known true failure and have bounced back from it, to understand that failure's life is necessary for success – so, sure, failing hurts, but it's necessary. So, in your own words, can you define what failure means to you?
1: I think failure, to me, is growth. I think mm-hmm. that's one word I can utilize is growth because I think when it comes to failure, it's just, like, you you have to take it with a grain of salt at the end of the day. Like, a lot of people don't know how to react to failure, but... So I think if you're able to accept whatever that failure may be and, and acknowledge that failure, then I think you can continue to grow as a person because a lot of people are not afraid to acknowledge what they've done in the situation or how they uh, affected the situation. So I think, you know, for me, I think growth is a sense of what I think failure, you know, what what failure means to me, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a great definition. Um I think if I had to find it out, i probably say growth too are, um, I would have to say like a journey because yeah. I think, you know, okay. sometimes when we're going, yeah, we're going places and we're trying to figure out the directions, you know, there's multiple ways to get to one place. And so sometimes like detours could end up making you take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could feel like you're lost, but as long as you have the like willpower to get back, on the path and to, you know, find the direction again, um, you know, then you're still on the journey. So that's what I would equate or define as failure. I so think why, do you think, why do you think failing is necessary?
1: I think failure makes you a better person. I think, I think that's just to mm-hmm. sum it all up in, in a, a simplistic, I guess, mindset. I think it just, it, it's necessary for you to have some type of growth. So I take it back into my word, I think, because all the situations that I've failed and what I think what I've taken from it is learning from each situation. And basically, even from your career, when it comes to your personal life, when it comes to your friends or past relationships, if you're not able to take what you learn from each situation or each, you know, business opportunity or whatever that may be, and you're not learning from that situation, like you're not going to grow. And how is that going to make you a better person in the long term? I think if failure is necessary. If failure is important for you to grow as an individual and actually to be more successful. Because if you don't know how to react to a situation in a better way in the future, then how can you become as a better person or how can you increase your own level of success, whatever you may, may call it? But everybody has their own vision of what success is. But I think if you're not able to understand that failure is important to your, I guess your overall goal in life, then you're on the wrong path. In the wrong journey.
0: I think so. I mean, I agree with everything you said, and I also think it's necessary because, like I mentioned earlier, like it, it humbles us and it makes you so grateful because if you just walk through life and you just take in like all these wins and all these successes, like I promise you there's, there's nobody in life who has not failed at least one time, whether it's yep. a small fail or a large fail, and so it's like if you getting conditioned, excuse me to always be around success and then finally failure hits you, like it's going to send you into like a downhill spiral or like a depression because you've never experienced it before. But if you've gone through life and you experienced failure and you've overcome failure, then you're like, I know what it feels like to be at the bottom. I know how it feels to work myself up from that. So when you find yourself in those situations, again, like you said, it's about growth. It's like, well, last time I was in this situation, I learned that I have to move this way or I have to move that way. And um, I think you only do yourself a disservice when you experience exactly. failure and you don't learn from it, like you said. Because it's like, then guess what? You're going to end up in the same situation once again.
1: Exactly. Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, if, you know, sometimes people are around friends that are successful. And mm-hmm. they kind of like, or grew up in an uh, environment where they kind of, they don't understand the struggles. So I know my my childhood, you know, I wasn't rich or You know, so I understood struggle. I understood, like, the level of struggle and sacrifice that it takes to kind of, like, put a family together or, like, you know, keep a family together or whatever. So I think, I think even your, your, your upbringing plays a, plays a part in how you're able to adapt to failure and understand the importance of failure. And of course, you got to have guidance from your friends and family and, you know, your parents. But I think it's overall yourself, like, how you're able to, you know, cope with different situations in the, you know, in the future or whatever it may be.
0: I agree like I feel like the things that we experience in life like you said like whether it be upbringing or um, you know atmosphere just certain relationships that we encounter like they all shape us to who we are today and how we respond to that and what makes you resilient and so do you, who was like most instrumental in shaping your resiliency or teaching you how to bounce back from failure? Exactly. No, no, I'm asking you who who has been, like, the most instrumental person.
1: (laughs) Um, I would say, I would say my parents. I think Mm -hmm. my mom has definitely been a person that's, like, kind of, like, guided me through. So even, like, when I, just just a background, like, my family doesn't really do good when it comes to, like, working under pressure. Mm -hmm. So my mother knew that. So at, like, an early age, like, she would do crazy stuff, like, like, because you know how sometimes some kids will, like, spaz out and, and, and be very upset because they don't get this their way? Like, she, mm-hmm. I was spaz out, and she will be like, no, Archie, stop. Like, don't do that because you need to find a situation or find a solution to whatever the situation and why you're angry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I think for me, she was a very important part of making sure that I was able to kind of adapt to different situations. And, like, you know, going through, like, even, like, you know, going to Tuskegee to ski and mm-hmm. – doing horrible doing horrible my first semester and of mm-hmm. course she, she got in my, my my butt but she was still motivating me to let let me know that hey this is a sense of failure for you so like just take this as a a mm-hmm. uh, sense of growth for yourself and understand like hey you need to stay focused at all times so i think for me my mom but then i think even for my dad him not being in my picture it's a sense of motivation a sense of like hey This is how, this is a sense of, like, I guess, um, motivation to, hey, failure is important in your life, and you seeing his failure makes me want to not make the same mistakes in the future. Mm -hmm. Wow.
0: And um, do you think that, well, in your life, has the fear of failing ever prevented you from taking a risk? It could be like now or at an early age.
1: I think, I think. Is always failure. Failure is always a tip in your head, regardless of what it is. Even if you, mm-hmm. even if you, even for me, like even like starting with, um brims, it was just like, I never, I don't know anything about hats. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, but the same time is like, okay, I don't know anything about hats, but hey, I know I can earn Like, so yeah, what, It's not gonna hurt to, I guess, put myself in a situation to see if I can make it work. You know, so I mm-hmm. think I've always had that sense in my head of, like, failure and, like, even relationships or even, like, you know, dealing with different situations at work. But I think you just have to. Because I've always been able to, like, adapt to move, even, any type of situation, even when it comes to, like, when I first started like worked for Target. That was a big transition, getting into the whole retail field and understanding that platform and, and all that. And I failed at the beginning. So I was just like, yeah. but at the same time, I had that those people, those individuals that in my life were saying, hey, Archie, like, you are not doing that well, but hey, you know, you can't, we know that you are better than what you're doing, so mm-hmm. I think for people to like have that person, of course, yourself pushing your own self, but they have an individual around you, a circle, helping you, and then of course, you know, seeing your friends and, and all those people doing well, you want to do well at the same time, so I think, you know, that's important.
0: That's good. I don't think personally, I don't feel like uh the fear, of fear has ever prevented me from taking a risk, but yeah. it has delayed the process sometimes.
1: Mm, so, yeah.
0: you know, when I like look at, you know, risk I'm about to take, I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll just like hold off on this for a few months or, or for a few years so that I could, you know, make sure that I, this is safe or this is secure just in case it doesn't work. And so mm-hmm. um I think that one of the greatest lessons that I've learned last year was like, To fail early, and so Mm -hmm. while I've never had a fear of actually failing, I have had some things that kind of halted the process, but moving forward, I now learn, like, you know, it's better to get it done with in the beginning. I fail right now. That means I have time to go back to recalculate, to reevaluate, and reassess the situation and start over, versus if I wait two or three or four or five years, and it's like now there's more riding on that. Usually, you have less time to recalculate or reassess, or you actually have to really say, I can't do this. And to me, like... I don't really think that anybody really fails. Like, failure to me is death. Like, as long as there's an yeah, opportunity sure. or a chance for you to do something over, then there's no mm-hmm. room for you to fail. Um, but if something is just completely dead and it cannot be resurrected or, like, there's no going back to it, then, okay, yeah, then that's, that's considered failure. Um, so I, so.
1: Think, I, think, I think even, like, I think in society we're taught, like, to, like – we're not taught, like, how to make you no know, – decisions or like how to like, I guess, react to failure, especially, you know, in I know, mm-hmm. I know you weren't taught like that. You wasn't like tell people wasn't telling you. I think so. I think if you're not told that, I think it's harder for people to kind of like want to like take that risk because there's a lot of people in the world that are not taking those risks and are, are scared to jump in this relationship or scared to jump in this business opportunity or scared to say, Hey, I'm better than this opportunity that I'm currently in let me make a move because you know they want to be a lot of people want to be are so accustomed to being content that they don't want to like even cross that word of failure
0: mm-hmm. they try to stay in that safe zone
1: that safe zone but that safe zone would have you <laughs> in the same <laughs> zone for the rest of your life right that is so true I, I think we're right at the age now it's like we we're not we're not we're not 30 yet so it's like we have a lot of time to really, like... The thing about it, millionaires don't really become millionaires until, like, 30 or 40. Like, now it's a little bit, probably, more individuals are becoming millionaires at an early age, but mm-hmm. the average person that's a millionaire probably didn't gain that success until, like, 40 years old. You know what I mean? Right. But I think for us, yeah, we, we're on that path, but we started early. Like you said, we, we, we decided to, you know, fail early, you know, put, put our... um you know, ideas together and, and, and basically like push forward and make them happen. You know, so, so we, you know, say, hey, I might as well do it now and then wait till later. And you know, I see the, the gains of my success.
0: Right. So um, the next quote that I have to ask what you think about is the experience of failing at something is truly invaluable. It completely alters our frame of mind through the introduction of pain. It makes us reflect on the nature of things and their importance in our lives, transforming and improving our future selves. So I'm um, going to start to get a little personal. Oh <laughs> you don't want, And if there's anything that you're not comfortable with answering, like you don't have to. Uh, but I just learned that, you know, sometimes in life it's kind of better to be transparent because trust me, you're not the only person who's, Gone through something or went through something, and you never know what sharing your story will do. Um, so, my my first question for you is what has been your biggest or your greatest failure to date?
1: Mm. Well,
0: <laughs>
1: I say my greatest failure today would have to be losing my job. I think okay. that was a a shift changer.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so like I told y'all, me and Archie know each other for a while. So we know the highs and the lows. And so people kind of listening to the podcast are only getting like tidbits and trying to like, you know, put together things. But uh, we went to college together. We got we graduated college six years ago in 2012. And so from there you went and started working retail, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And so then you bounced around from a few different businesses or different corporations within the retail um, management position and then what last year or two years ago a year and a half ago
1: mm-hmm. yep.
0: you you lost your job and well you were working your job and creating your company brands at the same time and then after you lost your job um you know i'll let you go from there <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think you know yeah so all this that's, that's I think for me It's always been about, like, chasing that chick at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I realized, like, I was never loyal to a company, but I think, you know, even for Target being a great company, they kind of mold me and being able to deal with different situations on the on the retail mindset and retail, I guess, platform. But I so from Target's Stacy, pennies to, to Marshall's, where actually I was happy with Marshall's. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that I lost my job last August, actually, right before I was going to a visa staying in Paris. Ugh, mm-hmm. anyway. But yeah, I think for me, that was like, wow. Like, that was like, I've never been put in type of situation. So for me to to go through, and think about it, I've never known it. Well, I've never known anyone you really, like, lose their child like that. And for me to be in that situation, it was kind of like, kind of killed my, my motivation, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt in a place where it was like, there was so much happening with me. And the thing about mm-hmm. it is, what made it worse, it was like, after that happened, I went to Spain, okay, had a great time, kind of let let all this stay in the States, went overseas, had an awesome time and just enjoyed with my line brothers and my friends, and whatever, came back, got a job, and then lost that one. So I was like, in my head, yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Like, God, what are you trying to tell me? Like, what, what are you trying to, are you trying to teach me something? Or, or whatever it may be. So, just to be honest, what I got from that was more like, Am I going too too too, too quick in this in you know, little
0: segment? What?
1: <laughs> but but no, I, what I got from it was just like I think at the time period I was so focused on brands that I wasn't mm-hmm. even focused on my own career, and mm-hmm. I wasn't putting one percent into my own personal career, which was paying my bills and mm-hmm. supplying funds for brands.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I was, I think, I was pushing myself too further in the future. Knowing that, yeah, I got this dope product, oh, my God, like, it's exciting. We just launched, da, da, da. We got all this going on. But at the same time, like, I think it, I was just putting my job on the back burner. And it kind of paid out. It, it, it kind of worked out like that. So it was like, it was definitely, like, a whole lot of emotions going on. And, and to Do
0: you situation. also think that might have been a sign that it was a time for you to merge your personal in your professional career? Because it's like if you were struggling to balance both, maybe that was like the creator in the universe trying to tell you like, hey, that's why you need to make this your main priority.
1: Yeah, I think think that was a part of my mindset. I think I needed this time to network. I needed this time to really understand myself and really understand Mm -hmm. what I want to do. And I think Mm -hmm. even just... Speaking from it right now, as we talk right now, it's like me not being in that situation has increased my whole, like when it comes to my business mindset, when it comes to like understanding my career, what I want to do and understanding like how to lead and like how to be a sense of motivation for people and kind of really, I think honestly, it made me more mature just on the, Mm -hmm. like in every aspect of myself and really like understanding like how much... I can play an impact in my own success and, and, and me having all this time to myself and mm-hmm. not having no check, not having a consistent check. So now I'm becoming a hustler. I'm doing multiple mm-hmm. things. I'm doing other things. I'm teaching myself how to do other things. I'm making money from other avenues. So it really put me in that position to like really hustle and understand that mindset. So now it's just like, it's natural now. So I work, I have a full-time job now. I'm doing brilliant. I, I throw it I make websites, so it's like all these things I'm able to balance now, and just make it. I think it, it just made me an overall better person, just in, just in general. Honestly, so I think and i Are needed, you happier? I needed, say again,
0: are you happier?
1: Definitely, I definitely am happy. I feel like I'm making the right steps to what I want to do in the future, and I think God mm-hmm. put me in a position to understand. Just even from, not even just from losing my job, but just becoming a more mature individual. To becoming more financially savvy because think about it i had no job all i have mm-hmm. was my fame. so i had to figure out how can i still survive and not become completely broke so mm-hmm. for that that made me you know smarter when it came to my finance so now that i got a job i can do more i can really like you know see the the
0: the,
1: you know, we're discipline think, in that area. Exactly. So it's like, I needed all this. So, it's, and think about it, so many different opportunities have, have come my way. And I think if I was working, I might have, I might have missed those opportunities, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh huh. And is there, well, I mean, is there anything about that whole process of that journey that you like regret or like, do you wish that you losing your job would have happened earlier or you feel like it happened at the right time?
1: I think it happened at the right time. I think um, there was so much going on in that time period, you know, with my personal life and um, losing my job and and going overseas and, you know, uh, having my friends and having my back and, and understanding the situation, especially my mom. And I think God put all these things at that time period for me to really be grateful for Things that he put in my life, to be honest with you. So I think, you know, I'm glad that it happened at that right that right time. Because I probably would have met, I probably would have met some, a couple of individuals. I probably wouldn't be able to, you know, network with a couple of individuals or even be in the situation that we are right now. So mm-hmm. I think that I thank God for allowing me to kind of go through at that, that time period. Even though, and, <laughs> was
0: even like, though you were shitty, <laughs> yeah, <don't> even though <laughs> you were shitty.
1: <laughs> and, you know, you, you wake up, you're
0: like, oh, my God, what is going on? Like, yeah, no, I understand. And I think, too, like, we go to college and everybody tells you, like, oh, you're going to go to college. You're going to get a job. You're going to be successful. You know, you're going to start life. You're going to start a family. And so it's like you're like, all right, you know, you graduate child College, you check off that box and then you get a job. You're like, all right, cool. You check off that box and then you start going through that job and you're like, maybe I'm not necessarily passionate about this. Maybe there's something more that I should be doing. Or maybe you get a job where you're not even using this degree that you paid for. And then you start to look around at other people and what their lives look like and the boxes that you're checking off and it doesn't look like yours. And then, you know, God drops this freaking meteorite or something on your life and your plans and your whole world is just turned upside down.
1: <laughs> all those thoughts are going through your head, like, okay, <laughs> this is not the route I was going to be going." So, what like, did what did I do? What, what karma is coming back to me right now? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to live my life. That's oh, all. God said, mm-hmm. "Nope, I got, another, I got another plan for you." And I'm gonna mm-hmm. make, put you in these type of situations, and I'm gonna see how you're gonna react to these situations. And if you fail, I'm gonna keep putting these situations in your head. If you're not gonna learn. I'ma still put these situations in your whole journey, so you better you better you better uh, learn quick, cause they coming fast. So I quit everybody right after each other. I'm like, lose your job, come back, got a job, okay, got a job, got the salary I wanted. Oh, bye bye job. What you gonna do now?
0: exactly and I know like we're laughing and joking about it now and we're able to like candidly talk about failure but I just want people listening to understand like you know going through it you weren't feeling these ways like it's it's a horrible feeling when you're actually going through it like you got knots in your stomach can't sleep because you're like yo, how do I how do I fix this and so just understand like it's not going to be forever it's only temporary and you should know that pain is temporary failure is temporary and like i mentioned earlier if you have the ability to get up and dust yourself off and try again then you, you know you still got a leg in the race and so um my next question for you arch is how long did it take you to like recover from losing your job or from that whole like incident like were you like like you said you went to spain and you like went overseas and went on a trip and then you like came back and did you like have a moment to like um, Were you like in your bed for a week or like what?
1: Um, I think when it happened, um, it was th- it's crazy. It happened right before the day before I left to go to um overseas, go to um, Spain. So honestly, uh-huh. I didn't even like it happened, and I actually had a date that night. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> And we'll get into that story into the day, I guess the next segment. But um yeah. after it happened it was just like, yo, like my mom was just like I told her mom and she was like, Dang, she's like, because she was the first thing she said she you was like, You kept speaking it and I put it in um in rotation for you. I'm like, dang, she got a point. So honestly I just I think it kinda like just it was still in my mind emotionally. I was just like, mm-hmm. man, I'm going overseas for the first time. I'm about to yeah. enjoy this experience, so I kind of like just kind of tucked it under. But I honestly, mm-hmm. during the time that I was overseas, it kind of like came out, you know, emotionally and dealing with my friends. You know how dealing with my best friend feel. He's very sometimes he can look be a little bit unsensitive at times.
0: Yeah.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into it, but at the same time, like him him key for like you know, very motivational, like you know. Talking to me about, you know, just the, I guess the, cause you know, your friend, some people are not gonna keep going on with you, mm-hmm. but my friends are able to say, hey, you know, this is a learning, a learning curve for you, you know, Um basically talking about the same thing we're doing as far as failure, like, right? how are you gonna adapt, how are you gonna bounce back, to what are you gonna do, you know, and, and, and basically, like, my mom was like, you're not about to soak, so what you gonna, what's your next move? So I honestly was just, like looking for jobs and then, I just kind of went full wherever I am mode, 100%. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to, like, put my mindset, my mind to something until I find another yeah. job. So that's what I did. It wasn't even like, oh, let me go in the bed. Of course, I had moments where it's like, dang, like, why is this happening? Like, what yeah. did I do to, like, really, like, because I thought I was doing everything that I needed to do. Like, I was doing multiple um um, I guess you'd say other positions in my my job that I lost where it was just like, hey, I thought I was killing it. Otherwise, it you is. know, I guess that was the point. So I think for me it was like, you know, it was a quick turnaround for me. It was like, hey, it happened. What, what are we gonna do? Yeah. It did. <laughs> I made it. I got a job. It was still good. Right before homecoming, We're making all this work. After <laughs> <As> homecoming is <laughs> over. Like, hey, you know, we, we don't need you anymore. I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? So that thing that was, like, the, the the dagger right there. Like, that really had me. Like, I definitely teared up. Like, gonna be, I'm going to be 100% honest. I definitely teared up in the car. It was like, yo, like, this is wild. Like, how like I get this and lose my job in training? Like, is that even possible? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is this is a salary position. It's not like a, a hourly position where you like like because you know social you know you, they 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 leave they come in for training and they end up leaving. But I ain't never known a person have training for position and lose your job within training of a salary salary position. So I'm yeah. thinking my head like, yo, wait, what am I doing wrong? Like they, I call my
0: yeah, mom. They really didn't want you. Like not they that, really not that didn't they didn't really want you, but like the world was just like no, he that's not where he so, needs to be. This is not yeah, like this
1: is not where he to be. I'm like in and and, and, and and I get it now. But that time period is like I mean in my head like shoot, I need I mean I need I can't I need consistent bread in my life. I can't just be, you know, dipping and dabbling, you know what I mean? So I'm like <sighs> I'm gonna call my mom. She's just like, It's okay, da da da, da. And honestly, like I think uh, after that happened, that situation happened. I was actually talking to to the girl and she was like kinda like very because I got to her house and she I like, told her the situation and she like, Hey, it's whatever. They'll they don't, they don't, they, need, they don't need you anyway. You need somebody better than that anyway so we mm-hmm. kind of went right into looking for jobs and stuff like that. So that kind of like... Come on, you know, supportive boo. I know, <laughs> supportive boo. You know, so that was... Because honestly, I, I keep it 100, but I was considering not continuing the, the situation anymore. Because I felt like as a man, you have to be able to provide it in a day. I'm questioning me, it wasn't that firmness far in the situation, but it's a mindset thing, Like mm-hmm. I can't just be not having a job and then trying to talk to somebody. And, then, you know, so all that was going through my head along with me losing my job. Mm-hmm. You know, So you know.
0: I think that is a perfect segue <laughs> into um, spelling at love because, I mean, we talked about, like, you know, life and career. <laughs> So now we can kinda of go into like the, the love realm, you know? We've, we've mm-hmm. touched it a few times, a little bit, a little bit, but kind am just gonna dive into it now. So have you experienced failure in your love life? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, so um okay people, I'm gonna say this and then I'll let Archie you know, go into as much as he would like to about it or not, but um, he was actually engaged. Um, (laughs) And ended up calling that engagement off. And so, I mean, like I said before, to me, failure equates to death, or like, you know, they're they're just being like no other opportunity or chance to go back to that um, experience. So while that situation or that relationship failed, Um, I don't think that your love life felt in general. Of course, you know, it probably was a moment for you, but you were able to, like, you know, bounce back from that. So can you kind of, like, tell the people a little bit about that or what the outcome was or how you felt in that moment? Because, I mean, to get down on the knee and to propose to somebody is a pretty big deal. (laughs) You want to spend your life with them. And then to come to the decision, like, hey, about that.
1: Yeah, so like you said, I was engaged uh, with this individual for about seven years, you know, all through college and out of, out of college. Um, honestly, I mean, I think I definitely blame myself in the situation. I think a lot of times men are not afraid to are afraid to, I guess, put fault on themselves, and I think for me, I played a, a huge part in. the the situation and the, I guess you'd say, breakup of the situation. So, yeah, I mean, I think that definitely helped me in the future, you know, helped me, you know, just as an individual to really, first of all, try to understand women. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Being able to understand, like, what you want. And I think that Mm -hmm. no, you know, you no know, uh, negativity towards that individual who you know I was engaged to. I think honestly, I think that we weren't as compatible as I thought we were back in college mm-hmm. and you know, outside of college. I think you know you get so you get so involved and so consumed on emotions, and you really don't kind of look at the signs like as far as like you know your personality and, and how you interact and and mm-hmm. all that, you know, all those sorts. You know, as far as love and being and definitely love. Basically, does overshadow those things. So you're so focused mm-hmm. on that L word that you forget about, you know, are you able to make it through a long time? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just different situations just in general. So, I mm-hmm. think for me, I've learned that it's important. Like, like you, have to be, you have to be cohesive, and like, I think you have to be like, um, you have to have that strong connection with that, that person. And, mm-hmm. and y'all have to be similar at the end of the day, you know. So mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just like, you know, I know I told myself if I ever got into another serious we have to be like understand each other to some some point, some some to, to some 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 situation, you know, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. Like we have to understand each other, and we have to be able to talk through different situations and basically just have so, the conversation.
0: Yeah, communication and the ability or the desire to want to understand the other person. Because I think sometimes, exactly. like you say, like you'd be in a relationship. And, of course, like you're like, oh, I, I love this person or I think that I love this person. But when they're like, hey, like I'm trying to tell you this is how I'm feeling or this is who I really am and it's not something that you can digest, then it's like there's a disconnect there. And I think, I too, am. for relationships. Like, especially with your situation, it's important to understand that sometimes people are seasonal. And so because somebody leaves your life doesn't mean that the love wasn't real or that whatever you all experienced between each other was, like, (laughs) not, like, genuine. It just means, like, hey, that person was sent in your life to be a part of that chapter and to teach you a certain lesson. And at the end of the day, they had an expiration date and something better is coming. And not better, like, better than that person, but better for you. And yeah, I think you
1: know, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think you know what I've learned from that situation is it's communication. I think that was the biggest thing for me. Like I, I think it was partially me and partially the individual. I think because just to talk go further in the situation, I'm like sometimes I was afraid to bring a situation just because mm-hmm. of how the person would react. You know, mm-hmm. and and I, I honestly, I didn't. I wasn't myself. Like I. I, I didn't give my whole percent, like, my genuine, like, you know, Antitha, you know me, you know, like, mm-hmm. I can be very goofy and, you know, when it comes to different situations, but I can be very serious, but I wasn't able to, I guess, you know, really, for, her, for that person, I guess that person really understood me, because I, I feel like, and I'm I'm not afraid to talk about God, feel like, you have to be able to talk about the situation. You know, mm-hmm. be able to, because they the day, they're going to make you a better person. So I think for me, I just kind of like to be able to listen first, listen to understand. And mm-hmm. if, and always put yourself in the shoes so that you understand how that person might feel at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And another yeah. and, and, and time, put your pride aside. I think that's the biggest
0: mm-hmm. thing.
1: Put your pride aside. And, at the end of the day, if you really want to be with somebody, don't let your pride and let people around you keep you from that at the end of the day. Yeah. So like, I think for me, I, I let, I really got the knowledge and understanding of, of how to communicate effectively, how mm-hmm. to listen to learn, listen to understand, and mm-hmm. how to really be humble and put your pride aside. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like, I'm, you know, sometimes you'll, your girl be yelling at you, you're like, Man, nah, I'm about to do this shit. At the end of the day, like, and The man. And regardless of what people say, the man is the. It's not I mean when I say control, I'm not saying control the woman or control, but we can we we control the outcome of a situation. I think in a relationship, right? Pops- <laughs> and when I probably, let me let me let me let me say, let me, let me, let me say what about? I, <laughs> I know all the people out there is like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But, this is what I'm about to say. I'm saying when it comes to like dealing with situations or even the argument. I mean, let me just focus on the argument-wise, when you argue with your individual, your, your, your spouse, whoever it may be. Perfect example, like, so let's say that you get into to, to argument, right? And let's say, because you know women, y'all are very emotional. Y'all will let stuff go. Y'all will let stuff arrive for two, three, four weeks' time, and if the man is basically not able to say, hey, babe, like, let's talk about this situation, whatever it may be, you know? And don't get me wrong. It's hard to do that. It's hard to say... To, bring, to be the first person to bring up the situation when both of y'all mad, y'all looking at each other sideways, like, I ain't about to talk to you, I ain't about to talk to you. But I think, I think for us, the man, like, we have to especially if your girl is depressing yourself, like, I know I do this now, and I'm, I'm currently in relationship now, and I'll do this, like, I'll let her talk. Like, I won't say nothing. I was like, get it all out. And then how I respond, I'll respond in a way of, like, as I'm listening, I'm trying to understand where she's coming from. Like, I'm genuinely trying to understand. Like, in the past, I ain't trying to understand. I really don't, don't care. I'm just like you be real with you. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth with you, and I'm trying to get my point across because I know I'm right and you're wrong.
0: Yeah, and on the defenses. Right, yeah. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll listen to if I was on the defensive side. But I think for me, me now, even, like, if I know I'm in the right, I won't, like, say, no, I'm in the right. Like, I'll listen to her and say, hey. I let her talk, and I'm like, okay, cool, I don't understand where you're coming from, but this is why, this is how I feel about the situation. Maybe but I think that there. goes
0: back, I'm sorry, I think that goes back to what you said earlier. You said it, it matured you, and it learned, it, you learned how to take fault in certain situations. And so it, you know, it takes two people to tangle. And so even if the other person is clearly wrong in this situation, like maybe you reacted in a way that amplified the situation or made it worse. So, you know, everybody always has a part to play.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Hey. Well, Sorry, I missed that part. <laughs> I just got involved out. It's okay. It's
0: okay. Finish your piece because I'm. I'm gonna get back to the men and being in control comment.
1: <laughs> but no, I think at the end of the day, I think both sides play a major role in understanding and how to really be successful in a relationship. Because I mean. If you, nothing's gonna be perfect, but I think if you understand that, and both of y'all doing your your part, and of course, there's ne- nothing's gonna be perfect. I'm not gonna go through a relationship and not gonna argue or fight, but it is a level of respect, like you know, what you're not gonna do, what we should not be arguing or fighting about. So I think now for me, it's really like listening to my my second like sense, like, hey Archie, don't do that, don't do that Archie. <laughs> So do that. I think for now, like, I think even now, like, I, I'm in my head, I'm, I'm projecting, like, all different outcomes in my head if I did something wrong, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah. I really, like, pay attention to what I do. And even now, that's based on him now. It's just, like, I'm really kind of, like, getting a little bit more exposure for my own personal brand. And, and with my brand, got a couple of big things coming up that it's going to have. And I do those events and parties and stuff like that, so it's a lot of like, I guess, temptation or whatever it may be. So for me, it's mm-hmm. always like staying remind, reminding myself, "Hey, you have this amazing person that was with you when you didn't have a job." So it was just like, mm-hmm. and she was very supportive, and she was like amazing, and still, it still is amazing. So it's like, don't do anything to risk that, you know, the opportunity which I have. And, and,
0: and These hoes ain't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, mean, I was, so i was gonna I was gonna say like well, I was gonna ask you, did the failed engagement in that situation deter you from you know seeking out love again or experiencing love again, but clearly you did it because you have me, i' I'd be I' be keeping one hundred
1: I mean keep it, didn't like, it didn't come right then, so I think for me, I was in that phase where oh, I, I know. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know gotta go thought it out a little bit. <laughs>
1: I wasn't like, cause I've definitely done been through like, phases where, cause like, it's just phases of where like, you don't care. And I know, mm-hmm. this, I'm making the world honey, we used have this, this phase, this, this, um, this, uh, I guess this wording that we to use back in college is like, man, basically just fuck it, right? Cause mm-hmm. then we we used to have this thing, we used to say this thing like, you know, good guys always move, so shit, like, why not just be a bad guy? And that's how we felt, like, I felt, I for me, like, I've, I'll, I'll, I've definitely been, I guess, I've always felt females, but I've always, you know, I've never been, I wasn't a dude, like, in freshman, from college, just, like, wilding out. I had my my fun, but my sting came early, because as I tried to be that good guy and, like, really, like, try to talk to females, different situations arise and happen, and you're like, shit, why the fuck, I'm about to be a good guy, where niggas is doing this shit and winning, like, why mm-hmm. can I not be that guy? So I think for me, mm-hmm. I went through that phase back and forth, and like, hey, like he's doing this and he's it's fine, his relationship is fine. So why I can't do that? So I think mm-hmm. it was a sense of like looking at other people's situations, and yeah, think about like your situation is not that other person's situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. clearly no. So I think it's just like. I definitely, you know, just like that's just what I was like, man. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not, I don't care about this relationship shit. I don't care. I don't care for it. I'm about to do me, and that's that's what I did. But I think at the point in time, I said, hey, I'm going to open myself up if the opportunity presents itself because mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to like lose my blessings on, on on or um, uh, what's the word um, miss my blessings at the end of the day when it comes to some awesome individual that may come to life because I just want to smash.
0: Yeah, because you're you bitter know. and scorned.
1: Exactly. Well. So, you know, for that, I mean, when you go back to when I lost my job, actually, the person that I'm dating now, I actually went on a date with that person that night. The night mm. that I, the day that I lost my job. And it kind of like put the perspective for the individual just like, hey, like, I felt good, like, I kind of, like, felt um, a sense of warmth and a sense of, like, um, like it didn't even happen, which was wild, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I think I needed to, because I wasn't going to go on a date. Mm-hmm. So I was just, like, this shit just happened, man. Like I But like, <laughs> so I went on there, and I had a good time. I think that was kind of, like, the set of the foundation to, like, where, where I'm at now, so.
0: Oh, that's good. I can't so we've come to the end of the podcast so the last segment is the rapid question segment so it's a couple of random questions still relative to the topic and um you could give your answer um to them and more so your experiences but like in terms of giving advice to other people or people who are listening Mm -hmm. so um you and I both know that failure is temporary, and sometimes it's good because it's undeniably going to happen. So, how do you process or cope with failure?
1: I think um, when it comes to like, I guess, coping with or coping with failure or the process of failure, I think first it's okay to have an emotional uh, disconnect. You know, mm-hmm. like cry. Like it's okay. Like if you go through failure, just cry. Like get your emotions out first, and then. Mm-hmm. Actually, just talk to yourself and say, Hey, what I want to do. And then another thing, too, you have to have a strong circle of individuals to help you as well because you can't do it all by yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't. Like, none of the situations I failed, I didn't do it by myself. I had multiple individuals that was giving me words of wisdom or advice or motivation to say, Hey, Archie, it's okay. And you have to have that. People need that reassurance. I know I need that reassurance because I was like, Mm -hmm. Shit, this is bullshit. So yeah. I got, I had that from my friends, my line brothers, my, my mom, my, my current girlfriend. Like I had all these people telling me that it's okay. So you, I think for people like out there, like don't be afraid of failure, first of all. If you do get in a situation where you do fail, it's okay to be emotional about the situation. It's okay to cry. It's okay to spaz out. It's okay to go to the gym and hit a couple of bags and max out mm-hmm. 400 pounds. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. It's a part of who you are is part of like your growth so like yeah I think that's how you should cope with failure like that I think just be who you are but I mean the difference is communicate like don't don't like hide it in your soul or hide in your body like let it all out because it's not going to help you just keep it inside
0: yeah I agree and I would also say too don't beat yourself up because there's water under the bridge even if it was your fault are you played a big part in it like it already happened and there's nothing that you can do i mean as individuals are human beings we we got the ability to do some really cool stuff but we can't go back and erase situations or fast forward or rewind time so it's like you know like you said where do you go from there you always need to ask yourself that question Mm -hmm. um so the next question is do you believe society tends to celebrate the successes Rather to highlight the epic journeys toward success that are usually filled with trials, tribulations, upsets, and setbacks, and failures.
1: Um, I think that I think it just depends because I think a lot of times now people utilize their story to kind of like really have a a head in the marketing field, like mm-hmm. especially if you're a becoming like actor or you know a fashion model, like your backstory basically determines your success. So I think mm-hmm. I think sometimes media or society does portray um, more of a success, but at the same time, they eat off of, like, failure in the, the day. Like, even, like, with Chris Brown, it's every situation that he, I think that has helped him, like, mm-hmm. keep keep his career, his career, I think his career is, is still going strong because of what he's done in the past and his mm-hmm. failure. And I and guess how media has portrayed his failure. And he's gained more success off of that. You know what I mean? So I think I think it's I think it's both. I think I think we I think as a that we utilize you know success oh yeah success 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 but then we utilize failure as success as well. So I think I think it's both. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last question is how do you communicate to people that failure is actually fundamental to growth versus an inhibitor?
1: Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't think you can teach anybody. I think. I can't sit here and tell you, TT, T., hey, if you fail, it's going to help you. because yeah, I ain't going to hear I that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? If somebody's going to me, like, hey, you, you're going to fail, it's going to help you. I'm like, what? That don't make sense. It's like, why do I want to fail and become a better person? You no, know, I think, honestly, I think you have to go through it and I, you have to make decisions from yourself. But then again, you have to have these people around you to help you. So I think, like, if somebody told me, like, hey, you're going to fail, I'm going to be crazy. Like, I'm not going to fail. Like, I'm going to, like, nobody wants to fail. Like, nobody wants to – like, we don't come out of college and say, hey, I'm going to fail. <laughs> or oh, we, we don't go into relationships saying, hey, I'm going to fail this relationship. You know what I'm saying? I think we go into it with the mindset, hey, I'm going to win. But I think the difference is having individuals in a circle – they're saying, hey, they're like, giving the right advice. Cause some people be giving the wrong stupid ass advice to people. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like, they fuck fucking on shit even more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you, you tell them it's a situation about what you got going on in your relationship. They say, oh my god, they like, don't do that. Because <laughs> they bearded about something they got going on in their life. So at the end of the day, you gotta have the right people in your circle to help you advance from these different failures. So I think, you know, you can't teach somebody how to, you can't teach or communicate how to, I guess, yeah to tell you, but all I can say is like you know people have to be able to accept feedback from what people tell them about how to react to failure. that, hmm I
0: agree. So, lastly, if you could talk to people who are currently going through failure, um, you know we live in a a special generation right about now. So you don't mm-hmm. necessarily subscribe to like, I need to work a nine to five, you know, we're more like entrepreneurial in spirit and we're more innovative. And so a lot of people are taking more mm-hmm. risk, which means a lot of people are failing more. So mm-hmm. you could, uh, you know, just talk to people. What would you tell them or how would you encourage them during this process?
1: I think, I think, I think for a while, like keep God, keep God definitely in, in person. <laughs> get God first and I think make make sure that I think the failure that you're going through right now whoever's out there listening it's going to determine who your real friends are at the end of the day and if your friends are there for you and it really supports you through your failure and, and and basically like help motivate you and even if you're talking to somebody that's going to determine too if they really for you you know for honestly as well so I think don't be afraid to let your emotions you know Burst out and don't be afraid to communicate and with people because, like, it don't hide your failure. Like, i tell you this, like, I was on, I had food stamps and I had, uh, uh, unemployment. So, i tell y'all that. But I think for me, like, I, I tell you that now, but I'm not about to broadcast it, like, during my failure. Like, I bought things mm-hmm. from now. That was, a sense of, like, my, I'm twenty seven with food stamps and like worse like unemployment. But I think for me that was a sense of like motivation. Like, hey, let's get out of this situation now. So in the day, like let your emotions help you become a better person. Let your faith make you a better person. And communicate and don't be afraid to just it's gonna make, if you just let it let it happen and just like go harder than you ever put on before, that's very it's, it's just not gonna be it's gonna be short term failure. It's not gonna last long. But if you if you cry about it and you mope in it and you be bitter and it's not going to help your situation in the day. So push yeah. forward. Like, don't be afraid. But let don't let that failure keep you from your overall goal. Because you're going to encounter failure. Like I'm probably going to have more failure, but I know I'm going to be able to bounce back from it. It's going to be easy. Easy work. R A R D.
0: Well, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and sharing your story and letting me air your dirty laundry a little bit. Um, and yeah, everybody's listening. Definitely look out for Archie, somebody to look out for. Thirty under thirty, we coming for the list. You oh, know? we coming
1: for that man. <laughs> we coming. So
0: tell tell the people again where they can reach you at your social media handles or your website.
1: Hey guys, you know. Follow me on our Instagram at RC Clay uh, the T H E third three R D. Um our company is Wear Brims on IG as well. Check us out on W www. dot uh dot brims. Now we are brims, wear, W E A R B R I M S. Uh we have um uh, we stocked in our new collection, second collection, uh in a works of doing a couple collaborations and um yeah follow us on Instagram um, Twitter at BrimsUSA and Facebook at Brims so yeah please reach out to me don't be afraid you know any questions advice I'm still learning as well so we can learn together
0: awesome well thank you so much and thank y'all for listening Thanks to episode you are, you are
1: tuned into the Two Shots and Talk podcast. Podcast. podcast Two Shots and Talk podcast, podcast. You are tuned you are into the two shots and talk, talk on. podcast. Talk, talk, pod.